Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Anyway, we're going to cut this thing off. Nobody likes wearing a mask. Get vaccinated. I got vaccinated, and you're telling me I have to wear a mask. That's the problem, Vice President Harris. I got vaccinated. Well, I'm speaking for the general I. I got vaccinated, and now you're telling me I have to wear a mask still. It comes across as a complete and total lie, this mask theater. The CDC, with their new recommendations... All school students should wear masks. You should wear a mask indoors. And immediately, boom, Marion County, Indiana, we recommend masks. Not even questioning whether or not the CDC got it right. Well, the Delta variant is spreading. I'm not arguing that there's a Delta variant, which comes out of India, by the way. Is it leading to hospitalizations and deaths? Are we all of a sudden having crowding in ICUs? Where's the conversation about the ICU crowding? That's right. It's not there. I am not making the argument that people shouldn't protect themselves. I'm making the argument that you aren't engaged in science. You're engaged in fear. And you're doing it to the American people. The CDC came out with this recommendation yesterday. And it wasn't half a second before Kamala Harris was in a mask and handing out masks to reporters who were all vaccinated. You got to wear a mask. You want to talk to me, you got to wear a mask. What science is there that masks work? If the vaccine doesn't protect me and I still have to wear a mask, what's the point of the vaccine? And what science exists that masks work? Allow me, there is none. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tony Katz. That's how you get in touch, people. That's how we have ourselves a conversation. There's no science. There's no science. We keep discussing this and people can bring it up all they want. There's none. This is Rachel Walensky, who heads up the CDC, talking about the Delta variant and kids. Now, the Delta variant isn't making kids any sicker, per se, is it? Because the statistics, as the studies have come back from from children and COVID, what, from the UK, uh, what did we learn there? Some 99.995% of the 470,000 children in England infected survived. I mean, that's an incredible survival rate. The Delta variant isn't making kids any sicker, is it? May I just say, bravo on CNN for actually providing data. We have been discussing since last week that an unvaccinated child has a better chance against COVID than a, a, a vaccinated adult over 30. An unvaccinated child has better odds against COVID than a vaccinated adult over the age of 30. Kids are resilient when it comes to COVID. So what are we doing? Now that you know that in the kids in England, 
infected, uh, 99.995% survive. Let's hear what the CDC has to say. We don't have any evidence that is doing so, and that's really great news. But I do want to emphasize, and, and I know all of the data, and it is so true that all of the data say the kids do better than the adults. Transmission is less in schools than it might be in other places um, when prevention strategies are in place. But I think it's really important for people to understand that this is not a benign disease in kids compared to other diseases that our kids see. So if you look at the mortality rate of COVID um, just this past year for children, it's more than twice the mortality rate that we see in influenza in a given year. That's fear-mongering. She should be thrown out of the job. It, I, I don't have in front of me... You know what, producer? All right, look it up. What is the mortality rate of influenza in a given year? If 99.995% of the 470,000 children in England infected survive aren't we talking about well just sometimes bad things happen it's a virus not everyone is going to survive not everyone is going to survive it it, does this really shock people are you looking for something that's absolute By the way, for if you have four hundred seventy thousand, you take ninety nine point nine nine five percent. It's four hundred sixty nine thousand nine hundred seventy six point five. So we'll round it down to nine hundred seventy six, which means you will have uh, twenty four. You will have twenty four children out of four hundred seventy thousand who die, and I am sorry to hear that. We should stop society and mask up children. And Lord only knows what we're doing to the kids when we mask them up all day. Never mind what we're doing to adults all day. It's not science. It's fear. And what she just put forth to you, Dr. Rochelle Walensky of the CDC, is pure, raw, unadulterated fear-mongering. Seriously, producer, I want you to find that. I'm that, looking. Uh, I don't want to give you the wrong number, so I'm... Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I hear you, because the last thing you want to do is put out the wrong number. I'm, I'm there. 24 out of 470,000. So how many children... We're doing this right here in the United States. Let's let's do it Do it this way. Here's, here's the Census Bureau. Let's see if I, I can uh, figure it out. No, you can't can't get a number from the U.S. government. (laughs) All the best in in, in trying to do it. Good Lord. The number of children in the U.S. Wait, what year is this? This says it's a 74 million. This goes back to 2011. They say there are 74 million kids under the age of 18. Is that right? All right, let's, let's do it. 74 million. Let's do the number, guys. Let's actually do it. Times 99.995%. That's 73,996,300. Which would mean 3,700? 3,700. That's what would get you to 74 million, right? That's what would get you to 74 million. 3,700 children would die in the U.S., if these numbers held true, the UK number going back to a number to 2011. 
that would be horrible for 3,700 parents. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I don't want to be one of them. Oh, God, I don't want to be one of them. The question is, does society stop because of it? Well, you know my answer, which may, may very well be your answer. Society can't stop for any of it. And not only can society not stop, you can't put people in this fear. The idea that you should still have to wear a mask is based on fear. When we know the masks don't do any good. But what you've really done is we've been discussing all day, and you're going to hear others discuss, is you have so disincentivized the idea of getting the vaccine. And you've told people who got the vaccine, you are a sucker chump. Sucker, sucker, sucker chump. That's what you are. You actually allowed them to put a shot in your arm? Maybe twice? You tool. You giant unit loser. They lied to you. Oh, they lied super extra good to you. They lied double good. We'll go full Orwellian. To you. That's how people feel. Maybe not everybody, but a fair amount. I would still argue if you have the vaccine and you you can you contract COVID, you are you're still gonna be, you know, okay. People who've gotten the vaccine and they've gotten COVID seem to survive. I don't argue that the vaccine is bunk. I've never argued that. I'm not about to change my mind on that. The CDC is putting out the message that the vaccine is bunk. Do you see the difference? I talk to doctors. The CDC is based in I don't know what. Now, there's this clip from from Dr. Fauci that talks about, you know, I I share the, the, the montage and everything, but talks about how the science changes. I, I want you to listen to him. Well, if the policy you're talking about is the uh, masking in the sense of telling vaccinated people that even though two months ago, 60 days ago, the CDC came out with the recommendation that individuals who are vaccinated do not need to wear masks indoors or outdoors. Something has changed and what has changed is the virus. The CDC hasn't changed and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. What's happened is that when that earlier recommendation was made, we were dealing predominantly with the alpha variant. And the alpha variant, when you look at individuals who are vaccinated, that the level of virus in the nasopharynx of vaccinated people who might get a breakthrough infection, that the level of virus was really very low, indicating that it would be extremely unlikely that a vaccinated person who happened to get infected, and that happens because the vaccine is certainly not 100% effective, that that would be very unlikely that they would transmit. However, now we are dealing with the Delta variant. So understand the basic argument that he's making. The science changes, we change with the science. The alpha variant, I forget where the alpha one is from. Is that from Great Britain or is that from South Africa? It's different than the Delta variant, which is from India. And they don't say where it's from anymore because of political correct nonsense. So that's the argument he's making about the science of the actual variants. That would be fine, but really quite a lot more transmissible than the alpha variant, number one. Number two, the data are clear, the most recent data, that when a person gets infected who has been vaccinated, namely a breakthrough infection, and they get infected with the Delta variant, 
that the level of virus in their nasopharynx is about a thousand times higher than with the alpha variant. And it has been well documented that even though it's a rare occurrence, those individuals can and have transmitted the virus to uninfected individuals. Now let's stop right there. I'm not a doctor, guys. I have watched Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. So maybe I have some level of expertise. If the vaccinated individual can still contract COVID and that will put uh, into them a virus, a viral load, if you will, that's me using the term, not, not, not Dr. Fauci, a thousand times greater than what the alpha variant would be. The vaccinated individual, how in the world does the mask help anything? The vaccinated individual has got more than a mask on. They've got the vaccine and you're still able to get breakthrough. You can get breakthrough of a vaccine, but you can't get breakthrough of the mask you made out of the old Def Leppard t-shirt that your Meemaw had in the closet? Does any of that make sense to you? Of course not. It's an irrational thought. So the idea that you have to wear a mask even though you are vaccinated does not make any logical sense. And for that reason, the recommendations and the guidelines have been changed to say that if you are vaccinated, even though you are vaccinated, you are in an indoor public setting in an area of the country with a high degree of viral dynamics, namely the red and orange sections on the CDC chart, then you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. And it's not based on a single bit of science, guys. And I keep repeating it because you have to understand and then ask yourself, my God, what are we going to do about this? Why is it we don't listen to Dr. Fauci? Because he just pushed that on America as if it has any type of scientific bearing. It can get through the vaccine. It's going to get through the mask you're wearing improperly. And no, it's not going to stop something. It may stop the droplets regarding flu, but it doesn't stop anything regarding COVID. Those numbers are clear. We have the studies to prove it. I believe that America should look at at, uh, the Biden administration and tell them off. There are no masks worth wearing. Can a private business still require it? Of course they can. But I won't be going there anymore. Because we're no longer dealing with science, we're dealing with fear. And I will not respect people who play in fear. And I will not uh, shop uh, at their their places. Lord, help the governor who thinks mask mandates should come back. You know Holcomb's listening, right? Yeah, I know too. I'm Tony Katz. Google has ad revenue going up 69% from last year. YouTube revenue over 7 billion up 83% from last year. 
just getting beaten out by Netflix, which was 7.34. Look, it was a year of staying home and doing everything online. All of this makes perfect sense. Uh, The question is, does the ad revenue go backwards? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get everything. Earnings per share were $27.26. That versus the $19.34 estimate. And $61 billion in revenue versus the 56 that was estimated. Man, that's good stuff. That'll make you happy. And YouTube Shorts, which is competing against TikTok, 15 billion daily views. I don't know. I've, I've been on YouTube. I haven't even seen where the shorts are. Like, is there is there a place for shorts that I can look at? So, so a short is like 30 seconds, I believe. It's like what you have a, a reel on Instagram. Quick, simple, boom and out, which is what a lot of people want. They want a lot of content. They don't want to spend much time in it. Boom, bop, bip, done, finished. There it is. Thank you very much. I do a lot of that now with uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon show. Um, with uh, cigar reviews, I do these 30-second cigar reviews. Because it, it it's quick, it's easy, it's people people like it. People want to be a, a, a part of that. So we, that, that's what we give them. But as for how you um, build out the channels, how you get the views, man... That's always a mystery to me. And I know there are people out there who are like, oh, yeah, we, we can guarantee it. I, I, wish, I wish I could believe that, but I, I can't. I cannot believe such a thing, that people can guarantee a certain number of views, why things click. I mean, you always get asked that question, how do you make things go viral? Beats me. I don't know. Outside of a sex tape with Ray J, I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's that's a Kim Kardashian joke. No, I I got it. It was good. I was talking to everybody else for you. Sorry, I know you got it. I just, does anybody have a real clue on how things go viral? What it is, what it takes, what the breakthrough moment is? Because I'm not 100% sure what that is. But they're all copying each other to make sure they're super serving an audience. And the audience wants these little clips of things. They want a lot in a short amount of time. Anyone's got some good ideas, though. I'm listening. Tony at TonyCats.com. You got good ideas about how to make things go viral? I'm all ears. All ears. Did you hear the story about the Guardians? This is great. This is Tony Katz today. Dude, the Simone Biles story is just so much taking a life of its own. And I honestly don't know if it's if it's even worth getting into because it forces you to ask the following question. Do you believe her? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 
So good to be with you. I mean, we've seen some crazy takes on Simone Biles. And, of course, we're talking about the gymnast here. We're talking about one of the best uh, the world has ever seen. And she's got a, she does a weird vault. Lands odd on, on the vault. And then she's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And not only is, is, she, is she done from the, she pulls out of the team competition. And there's really interesting audio of her telling her team, you guys are going to be great. You've, you've practiced your whole damn lives for this. You're going to be fine. And then she goes on to, I, 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 do I have this right, Ari? She's dropped out of the individual? Yeah, she's, she's done. She's not. So not only is she not doing the individual all around, is she also not going to do individual event? Yeah, no, she's, she's just out. She's out. And people are like, what in the world? And what fueled this was this statement she made right here. I say um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are. Rather. Ah, uh, Wow. That's a lot to digest. Sitting out shows the competitor that you are. And some people have said, uh, Kerry Strug injured the ankle and did it again and won gold for the United States. That's being a competitor. And other people have said, the Carolis, remember Bella Caroli? Forced her to do it. And then the guy who took care of her? Larry Nasser. The doctor who went to jail for abusing female gymnasts. Then you get into the story that the reason Simone Biles is even on the team is she wanted to keep an eye on these other girls to make sure they were okay and nobody in gymnastics abused her or abused them. And then you're like, what in the world? Just battle through it. No, um, no injury, thankfully. And that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. So I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Um, and it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games, I think, just as a whole, um, not having an audience. There are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. Um, so just a lot of different variables. And I think we're just a little bit too stressed out. Um, but we should be out here having fun. And sometimes that's not the case. Wait a second. Twice. Lots of people are stressed out. This is the moment. Dealing with the stress is part of the thing. This is the moment. And there are people out there going, what is this? That's what's feeding this line for um, uh, the idea that she, 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 she quit. That she quit on her teammates. And certainly I don't think you'd get any of her teammates to say so because that's the end of them. But this idea that you're out there to have fun, uh, look, if you want to have fun, I don't mind you having fun, but you're competing in the Olympics, it's going to be stressful. And people are looking at this going, what is the lesson learned here? And a lot of people are going for the hot take. A lot of people are, you're supposed to compete for your country. You're a coward. You let us down. 
Simone Biles did not let me down. Whether she has a gold medal or no medal does absolutely nothing for me. Zero. My life goes on just fine. But there's now this question, there's a big, huge question about what is. what do you take from this? So producer Ari has a theory. Producer Ari's theory is, if she had torn her meniscus, would anybody be mad at her? And the answer is no, she got injured. So if she says that this was about mental health and she couldn't go on, why is anybody mad at her? Well, you know that I'm a believer in taking care of one's mental health. I've discussed my own personal conversations in great detail. And I will again. But is that what she just said? She didn't discuss it so much as the idea of, I simply could not go on. It was stressful. I didn't want to be stressed out. In many circles, and I would argue rightfully so, that's viewed as weakness. That's viewed as quitting. I think one of the great things about the Simone Bile story is that everyone's going to take from it what they want. And I think that you can take two lessons at the same time. First, your mental health does matter. Second, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You got to fight through it. If you wanted to make sure you weren't injured and you wanted to make sure, you know, that you didn't do anything foolish out there, right? You, 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 are, you are a little bit, you know, you're, you're Cougar in Top Gun. You lost the edge. Okay. We could accept that. I could accept that. Maybe other people couldn't. But then to go on to say, oh, we were stressed out and it should be, just be fun. No, 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 no. People who gymna- do gymnastics for fun are doing it in their backyard. Gymnastics for a medal? They're doing it and they know it's stressful because they want to compete at the very highest. It could still be fun. But you committed to that being the job and the investment put in you to do just that. We go back to Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. She wants to just play, but she doesn't want to do any of the work involved in playing. And the work involves the interviews and the work involves the media. If you don't want any of those things, you can play tennis at the club. And I'm not telling you you're wrong for, for, for wanting those things. I am saying that part of being on tour or part of being part of the French Open or Wimbledon or the U.S. Open will involve the media. And all of those people who want to watch you and then buy your tennis rackets and then check out your Instagram account, and that's how you're getting paid is because you're a part of this thing and it's part of the deal. You just want, you just want to have fun? You don't think you should have any pressure? Okay. Okay. Well, there's a difference between amateur and pro. And I get it, I get it. Gymnastics is still all amateur, but you know where I'm going. You're with me on this. When I share this story with my kids, it's going to be the one-two punch. That sometimes you got to ask yourself, do you have what it takes? Can you dig deep and still do the work?
and fight through it? And do you have the, the, the mind to know when you've just finished and it's over and you're going to hang it up? Those are two important moments. And I guess it could come during the middle of a competition. I absolutely believe it could come in the middle of a competition. But the way she just voiced it, man, people are going to ask questions. Now you go to the other side. The people who called her a coward and called her terrible. And, oh, she's just, dude, you're, you're so desperate for a click on social media as to be believed. You're so desperate for one more like on Facebook and one more subscriber on YouTube. You'll say anything. And you'll get these, these vapid people to go along with you. Maybe there's a little nuance here. Maybe there's a just a touch, just a bit of nuance going on here. Calling her names? You're going to call her names? Simone Miles has no part in your life. Are you personally offended by the fact that she's no longer competing and isn't going to go forward in the all-arounds? No. Your life is, the, is fine. Remember, you weren't paying attention to the Olympics anyway. Ah, nobody's watching the Olympics, which I agree, which is a, part, a, a fault of, of some athletes and is really a fault of, of NBC and of, of really DC. If you go to redstate.com, check out my new video in the VIP section at redstate.com, I discuss exactly this. You become a VIP, use promo code CATS, K-A-T-Z, and you become a VIP, and it's fantastic. And my video series is there, DC Outsider. It's terrific. Blowing the doors off the place. Really thrilled by, by the response. So you should go uh, check that out at redstate.com. You at home don't live or die by whether or not Simone Biles competes. There's a, there's a kid, a, a, a rifle, won a gold medal in, in rifle. You don't know anything about rifle either. I mean, you may know little things about rifle, but not a, who's on the U.S. Olympic team in, in rifle. He won a gold medal there. Feel good about that. You're going to call Simone Biles names. <laughs> that's, that's where the nutty comes in. As I said, there's something in the Simone Biles story for everybody. But the story I really wanted to get to is the story of the Guardians. I don't know if everyone's been talking about this, but Major League Baseball cannot be this dense. There's just no possible way. Here's the story. As you know, the Cleveland Indians have now named themselves the Cleveland Guardians. Big, big announcement. They had Tom Hanks doing the voiceover for the video announcement, and it's a bad name. It's just a bad name. As somebody said, uh, it should be uh, it should be the Rockers. It should have been the Cleveland Rockers, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland Rocks. Drew Carey, perfect, makes sense. No, they go with the Guardians. There's a roller derby team in Cleveland named the Cleveland Guardians. It's a pro team. They have Cleveland Guardians on Instagram and Facebook, and they own ClevelandGuardians.com. 
The Guardians, well, you can't use Guardians because that's owned by Disney for Guardians of the Galaxy. How in the world could Major League Baseball do this? Now, they're not making the switch until um, next season. But how could they pick a name that is already in use? Now, the roller derby team may have abandoned its trademark, and another group filed for trademark protection of Cleveland Guardians in 2020. The Indians are objecting to it. That filing was withdrawn. So they're all trying to work something out. I wonder. But then again, it's not too late for them to change their name. Which they should. Because Guardians is an absolutely, positively terrible name for Cleveland. I think the people of Cleveland know that. I'm Tony Katz. So the latest reporting says that more than 50,000 illegal immigrants have been released uh, into the U.S. by the Biden administration without a court date. Now, I'd have to go back and see how many people are released into the United States without a court date. I think the bigger question is how many of the 50,000 have COVID. Axios is reporting that even though they are told to report to an Immigration and Customs Enforcement office after they're released from detention, only 13% have done so. That's a, that's a problem for those of us playing the home game. We have an entire society that is fearful of COVID and COVID's coming to get you and now you have to wear masks and the cases are up. We don't... Uh, take any of this and question what's happening at the border? What, what was the number the other day? 900,000? Was it 900,000 uh, COVID uh, uh, patients or COVID-infected people at the border? I thought that was the, 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 the number. Neither here nor there. Oh, no, no. Not 900,000. It's up 900%. Whoo! Glad I got that right. There were 135 COVID-positive migrants in the first two weeks of July. That's the story from from over a week ago. So who knows what it is now? Who knows where the numbers are now? Those people should not be allowed in the United States. You stay in Mexico. Let Mexico take care of you. And then you come. And I don't want to see people with COVID. Don't get me wrong. And I had no problem with, with sharing uh, the, 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 the vaccine. I said you can vaccinate people who are in the country illegally because you want to worry about the health of your nation. You do the things you do. Letting them into the nation, that's madness. But the Biden administration is chock full of madness. We're, we're seeing this. But you're letting people into the country and you have no way of tracking You don't even care to. Just like, all right, go, have fun. 
That's, that's this administration. And again, I will remind you that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has never once come to the border and shed a tear since Joe Biden has been president. The children no longer matter. She's only worried about regime change in Cuba. Again, proving the children never mattered. She doesn't care about the lives of, of Cuban babies. She doesn't care if Cuban babies die. I know, that, that's harsh, but it's also true. Based on her own actions, I think we should speak about her in some harsh tones. That's one man's take. We'll keep up with what's going on on the border, even if uh, mainstream media doesn't want to. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter, Parlor, Instagram, Tony Katz. Seriously, like and follow. It would be greatly appreciated. Find everything at TonyKatz.com, and you can support the show right there. TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz today. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.